Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Our test is in the stands! But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Points in the Paint podcast. As always, presented by Stadium. We've got Ben Wittenstein with you here. And of course, Zach Badgerhouse is always in the house. It is the offseason, officially, Zach. We're getting summer league started. Free agency has passed us by. Most of the big moves have already been done. So this is yes. really the uh, the off-season lull, so to speak. It's a fun part of the off-season. We get to watch all the rookies play in summer league, but a lot of quietness around teams moving and, and trades so far, and we're not really at a training camp. So it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a lull. Which honestly, after all the finals and all the quarantining and COVID and everything, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of this downtime going on. Well, it's some downtime in. You may think it's quiet, depending on which teams you are, but <laughs> it's not so quiet as it relates to the New Orleans Pelicans, Chicago Bulls. Well, <laughs> I just want to throw that out there for you. <laughs> there's some there's some tampering rumors or you know being investigated. <laughs> I just want no, to they... that. I just want to throw that out there with, at you because you know you went so hard for the Bulls last week, and you know you were so happy, and everyone was so happy to see you happy. <laughs> Listen, the Bulls did nothing wrong. They did okay. nothing wrong. No, no, no crime was committed. I'll say it right now. I'm, <laughs> I am, I'm confident that everything was within the legal lines of the law. <laughs> everything was fine. Perfect. That's perfect. Well, we'll see. We'll see what get it what gets exposed. There was another one, but I just wanted to point out, you know, the fact that the Bulls they in a little fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just, a, just a little tiny bit. Um, and we could talk about that, but we we do want to say we appreciate everyone listening, and we're really really excited for what we have coming up over the off yes. season, into next season, new segments we're going to plan out for the start of next year, guests and everything like that. Um, and I think this was a good time, Zach, that we wanted to just give an update on the show, what we have planned, what we're going to be mm-hmm. doing, and, and what we want uh, from fans and what we expect from listeners and everything like that. So I know the biggest part and the biggest news that we have is we set up a voicemail system. Which we're very excited with. We just spent like 10 minutes going over a good greeting for the voicemail system and getting getting it set up. So what this whole thing is, is we're going to use it this offseason. And especially once we get into the regular season, you can call in throughout the week, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whenever you're feeling it, you're you're watching games on a Friday night, been drinking a little bit. You want to voice your opinion to someone. You call into that voice line, leave us a message. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll take those voicemails and we'll take what you say and we'll play them on the podcast. And, and people can listen. People can listen to the fans from all different teams call in and, and say what they're thinking about their teams or news around the league, whatever it may be. Um, so we're hoping it's going to be a fun tool for people to use and for, for us to, to listen to some of these fun uh, hot takes that our listeners have. 
Yes, I cannot wait, Ben, for all the ridiculous yet smart until proven otherwise <laughs> takes from our points in the painters. You know, we appreciate all the fans for listening. And this is just going to give them an opportunity to be a part of the podcast. You know, voice your opinion, you know, say what you say, how you feel regarding to your favorite team, your favorite players. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing or hearing rather what everyone is going to have to say. Now, that phone number, we got a phone number, Ben. That phone number for everyone is going to be 773-273-9088. Again, to leave a voicemail on the Points in the Paint podcast phone line, it is 773-273-9088. Yes, and we will be putting that number in all of the podcast descriptions uh, for at least the next couple of weeks, especially just so you can get a handle on it and you can know the number and everything like that. But, hey, they're always listening to us every week. So it's only fair that we turn it back and we listen to them. And yes. you don't have to leave your name. You don't have to leave any of your information. We're not going to give can. out people's names. You can if you want. <laughs> if you want people to know your name and, and you think your take is real spicy, then you can leave your name and let us know that you want us to use it. But otherwise, it's just completely anonymous. You, you call when you want and you say what you want and we'll uh, – We'll play it on the podcast. We may get some prank calls. I think we're going to get a lot of prank calls. And, you know, if they're good prank calls, we'll play them on the podcast because that's the whole fun of having a voicemail. I hope we actually hope we don't have any <laughs> prank calls because we don't need that sort of energy. Expecting some good NBA content. And then you guys are asking us questions like, is your refrigerator running? Well, if so, you better go catch it. Like, we don't need anything of that nature. So if you can, <laughs> we would appreciate it if you keep it all NBA all the time or just basketball all the time and just let us know you know how you feel what you think you can tell us where you're from you can tell us your first name if you would like to you know you can say yeah whatever you want you can say Jake from Texas if you'd like you know we don't know who that is necessarily but if you want to do something along the lines of that you don't even have to use your real name you can use your Instagram name you can you you know from wherever you're from wherever the case may be but we are definitely going to appreciate it and we will be tuning in to all of your voicemails yeah, and so we figured because we just set this up, it's all new. Might as well give some direction for people to call in and talk. And so for the next week or two, if you want to call in, talk about what you are expecting your team to do over the offseason, what you want your team to do over the offseason, if you're happy with what your team has done over the offseason. Hopefully we get some very happy Bulls fans calling in and, and leaving voicemails. So let us know. Uh, that's, I guess, the assignment for the points in the painters listening is uh, give us a call and tell <laughs> us what homework. you what you think of your team's movements uh, over this offseason. Again, 773-273-9088. And that will be in the description of the podcast, too. So if you miss the number, it's just uh, read the description underneath the podcast. So we're very excited about that. That's one of the big changes that we're going to have on the show. And, and we hope it turns into something fun throughout the regular season. Off-season interviews is the next thing. We are going to try our best to do all 30 teams, if we can, and every team in the NBA, if possible. But uh, sometimes that won't happen. We're going to try to get as many teams as we can, uh, talk to writers of the teams, uh, talk to maybe some hardcore fans of the teams, whoever we can find. And we're going to do some off-season previews, team by team. So we're, we're going to be doing it in the course of the whole off-season we have until you know, late October to get all these done. So hopefully we'll be able to get some fun people on who know a lot about their teams and, and can give a good insight on what they're doing and what they're expecting for next season. Yes. Out East, out West. We're going to do our very best oh, yeah. <laughs> to make sure we can get someone on the podcast that covers all 30 teams around the association. So yes, indeed, there's one already brewing up possibly with the Houston Rockets, but just stay tuned. 
and we'll have that for you. Yeah, it should be fun. It'll be fun to talk to a lot of different people, too. And we we try to get people on during the season. But for off-season previews, it's a lot more fun. Everyone's getting a fresh start. Everyone has some positive outlooks on the teams. And it's a lot of fun. So we'll be doing that throughout the entire off-season. So those are pretty much the big updates that we have. We're going to be uh, just a lot of ideas that we've had running through. Obviously, more segments that we'll have next season. We'll get rid of some segments, add new segments, change some segments. Uh, but we'll, we always have a lot of fun with some of the funner segments, uh, the more fun segments that we have, Zach. So we're, we're yes. very excited for that part, too. All right, let's get into some NBA Summer League talk then. Yes, indeed, buddy. NBA Summer League is well underway. We're on, what, day four, if you count the Sacramento Classic and the other Classic that had transpired. But they are officially in Vegas. They're in Vegas, the Atomic and Max Center, holding it down. It's like a marathon of basketball in the summertime, being You got to love it. It is. It's uh, it's fun to see the young guys play. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, again, speaking as a Bulls fan, it's great to see the Bulls. They played this afternoon as of our recording on Monday, and they were playing – um, and, and you saw young guys like Io play and you get to see how did he play and how did Patrick play too? Right. Patrick Williams played really well okay. at 15 points shooting wise six for 20, but he did look, I mean, he looked aggressive and I think that's what the bulls want. They want a very aggressive Patrick Williams, a guy who was a little hesitant to take his own shot last season. And that's something that they've been trying to work on with him is, you know, going into season number two, high expectations for him. He's going to have to be a bit more aggressive with the ball and, it looked like he was pretty aggressive in summer league. So I think they've been teaching him well, and he really has an idea of who he wants to be. So that was exciting to see. So okay. I think this is this, the summer league. I, I don't, you know, people are always watching the games of and fans of the teams. And they say, I don't want to overreact. It's just summer league. I don't want to start making these big predictions from it, but you see your team play a couple times. You see some of the younger guys, some of the rookies, and it's hard not to get excited if they play well. Exactly. And one rookie that did play well and giving that team down in the dirty South, a lot of hope. Yeah. Jalen green, man. Number two pick. He came out, he played well. And that was a player Ben that I didn't really have a lot of high expectations on in terms of like his ceiling, but his ceiling is really bright. Like his ceiling is, is really up there when you think about it, like his downfall really could probably be a Jalen Brown. Like that's his lowest ceiling. I believe for a guy. Wow. He came out and played fairly well offensively. You know, he had like 23 points. He was like four for nine from the three-point line. And then, you know, he had the Cunningham kid, number one pig. He comes in, knocks down his first two threes of the night, finished with like 12 points. And like you mentioned with uh, Patrick Williams, Cunningham didn't shoot fairly well either, only like five or 17 from the field. So, you know, the rookie's getting a little rust out, just getting a feel for the game, you know, the, uh, the speed of the game, the pace of the game, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be fun to watch him develop. And there was high hopes for him. And, you know, we've seen someone like a Zion who, you know, probably not since Anthony Davis or LeBron has someone come in with such high hopes and high expectations. And Kate Cunningham certainly has those high expectations, but it doesn't feel the same as what we saw with Zion or the same with Anthony Davis or LeBron. So he still has an opportunity not to have the, the biggest of pressures on him and the fact mm-hmm. that he went to Detroit. To yeah. which a lot of people, you know, no offense, <laughs> no offense, but people aren't thinking about the Detroit Pistons uh, from what they've been playing recently. And so he has the opportunity to kind of develop there away from the spotlight and away from what people are watching. 
And I think he's going to actually grasp some eyes and attention for the Detroit Pistons. So I think that is good. The surrounding core probably will have to play better and be better. They have the, yeah. uh, the Sadiq Bay kid playing in the summer league and he's playing well. So that'll give him the confidence he needs both offensively and defensively as that the Pistons season turn around. Evan Mobley, Ben, that was a guy I had uh, high expectations for. You know, that's a yeah. guy that I like, seven foot, you know, around 215. He's a tweener, you know, can face up. But he uh, he didn't play relatively too well, but he had a solid performance, three blocks. So he was active defensively, five boards to go along with 12 points. It, it was it – was, the thing is with these rookies, their first preseason summer league game – I tend to give them a bit of a pass okay. because they, they probably have those nerves going. It's their mm-hmm. first experience playing with NBA level players. And, you know, all 10 players are NBA level players on the court instead of maybe two or three in college. So it, it, I give them that one game to adapt to the nerves with the, the style of play and the level of play. I give them that one game. But if they're a guy like Mobley, Jalen Green, Cunningham, you get one game and then you, you experienced it. You see what you're dealing with. You know, the expectations, you know, uh, how many people are watching and you get all that out of the way next game you should come out and play like people kind of expect you to play and, and show that you're improving yeah and another guy that i think you were probably surprised too if you saw the game but i know i was surprised with the performance of scotty barnes yeah <laughs> 18 points 10 boards five assists just active defensively clapping he was in guys face like he wanted he showed a different uh, aggression as opposed to the other three guys that were mentioned i like what uh scotty barnes has shown so far and i'm looking forward to his next game because he was shooting a three you don't really know what he's really good at yet you know like what's his niche like what does he really do well you don't really necessarily know yet so he's just this project that the orlando magic have i mean that the um toronto raptors have and so it's very I'm very anxious to see like what happens with his game, the development of like what, what he's what's what he's gonna be good at. And it's funny you said that too, because a lot of people expected him to go to the magic yep. and Toronto to take Jalen Suggs, and people were criticizing Toronto for taking Scotty Barnes. And now yeah, he comes too. out. He, I was I mean, we all were. I'll say that we all were. And, and he comes out in summer league and he plays like this. Maybe Toronto was onto something. Yes. And you know what's weird, right? After this game. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you saw Ben, but there are trade rumors around Pascal Siakam. I don't know if you saw that, but there are trade rumors around him right now. I don't know if he goes to the Bulls. (laughs) I'm not really sure if, you know, that's because of the pick of Scotty Barnes. They're looking to just move on, rebuild, start over. I'm not necessarily sure, but I would hope that Pascal doesn't want to be traded so he can so he can teach the young fella Scotty Barnes a thing or two because he's only like 19. That's what's so interesting too, man. Scotty Barnes only like 19 years old. He's still wearing braces. (laughs) (laughs) He's young, and and you, I mean, there's pros and cons to to getting those young guys, those 19 year olds, but I do. I think it's a really good sign when you draft someone who's 19 and they look comfortable in a summer league game, you don't. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those things where it's one game and you don't expect them to play that well in their first opening game. But if they do, you kind of start to hit that overreact button a little bit <laughs> yeah. and say, you know, he's 19. He's uh, he's looking comfortable. Maybe he was a good pick for a top five player. Yes. And so then we get to see Jalen Suggs pretty soon. And I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it should be fun. And it'll be fun to see him in action. He's the guy I was, you know, I wanted the Bulls to grab him. He's someone who I'm pretty high on. He was fun to watch in March Madness. He just looks like one of those really solid guards that's going to be around the NBA for a long time. And I, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer or, you know, 10-time All-Star, but he's someone who's just, you know, is going to be really solid and a key contributor. He's someone you can see being like that key contributor on a championship team. The guy who's not the superstar or even the second or third best guy, but you know, you look at him and you say, if they did not have him, I don't know if they win the title type of guy. <laughs> All right. What's NBA Twitter talking about this week, Zach? What it do, baby? Yeah. Ooh, that's what you do, right? Ooh, <laughs> love it. NBA Twitter is talking about this week, buddy. Team USA, both men's and women. USA, USA, USA. They both achieved gold they got the gold medal man they got the gold medal i was happy because there were a lot of doubts with the men's team (laughs) in the beginning you know everybody had a panic button like you can't even and and this is what's so interesting the team the roster of the men's team you team usa they can't be upset about the fans you know worrying and panicking about whether or not they were going to get gold because they didn't play too well in the beginning. So, of course, no. a lot of people had their doubts. And then you're saying, you know, thing, things, passive-aggressive things like, well, you know, they've gotten better throughout time, you know, overseas and this and that. But over here in the U.S., we don't really want to hear that. And so no. they come out late. They get a stellar performance late, of course, by Kevin Durant with the 29 points. But then on the other side... Team USA women's team, they just ran away with it versus Japan. I was super happy, but I was even more happy with Asia Wilson's post-game video where they won <laughs> and all they got their medals and they're dancing. It was just a good time, and I had loved to see it. Yeah, it seemed like both teams had a really good time. And there was a really cool video the Olympics posted of the men's team coming back to the hotel, and the women's yeah. team was there, and they were celebrating with each other and high-fiving. And it just seems like the camaraderie between the two teams was a lot of fun. And, you know, it was fun to see It was fun to see Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich coaching on the same team, and you stuck Jay Wright in there from Villanova as an assistant. It was a really interesting coaching staff, and it seemed like the team got along. And, you know, you talk about the losses in the beginning, and maybe that helped build character with the team and brought them closer together, but they looked like they were relieved, and, and they were happy <laughs> to win gold because I'm sure people talking about it, they heard it all the way from Tokyo, and people – talking how they were going to win bronze or silver, silver. And they weren't gonna be good <laughs> enough to do this. And I think those takes were fairly justified with how poorly they played early on, but then they showed why they're team USA, right? And they have all NBA players on their teams, and all of famers <laughs> and all stars. And they just ran them out of the gym. Yes, they did. And I was happy, you know, Kevin Durant came out to play and that was my thing too. You got to be the aggressor. KD, and that's what he did. I was super pleased with that. And on the other side, Brittany Griner took care of business for Team USA women's team. She was so dominant. It's not even funny, but kudos to both teams. The women's team, they showed out. And even the post-game. Post-game, I was loving it. I don't know if you saw the video, but I was loving it. They were dancing, getting getting their boogie on, and I was was pleased with that. It's hard not to love those teams, for Mm -hmm. sure. But did you see Draymond? I know you've seen Draymond. Oh, calling out the haters, yeah. <laughs> he was calling on. out the haters. And you love you, know, you love the cold takes, right? You love that Twitter account. So he made sure to, hey, freezing cold takes. I need you to go around <laughs> and get everybody round, round up who said that we weren't going to win gold. And there were quite a few, quite a few important people, too. 
out there saying that. Kendrick Perkins he even got some words from Drake. Why do people listen to Kendrick? I don't know why people listen to Kendrick Perkins. I really, if you're listening to Kendrick Perkins for your NBA thoughts, I you gotta go somewhere else, please. Hey, he's so hilarious though. Like the things he's saying, KP. He, you gotta address it like the numbers on the house. Like you just never know what you're gonna get with him. Crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff. I, I thought it was funny that that Draymond did that and. Like, I, I get it, and I get people criticizing Team USA and thinking that they're bad and, and saying they're going to get bronze and silver, but it, they're also Team USA, and they historically have been, you know, the best yeah. teams at the Olympics. So I get the team and the players saying, you know, you all doubted us and everyone thought we were bad, but I don't know if that was the majority. I mean, most people are like, it's Team USA. They're going to find a way to beat these international teams because they have all NBA players on their team. And a lot of these international teams only have a couple. So I, I get them saying, you know, we're doing this for the haters. We're doing this for everyone criticizing us. I get how it's like a motivational tool. But it's like at some point you're like, come on now. <laughs> There's not this many people that was doubting Team <laughs> USA playing well in the Olympics. So... Ben, I'm looking forward to watching something tomorrow. I don't know about you, but are you? I don't even know if you heard about it until this afternoon. But have you seen this? Mouse at the yeah. Palace? Netflix Coming out today. Really? really? Oh, today? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It does come out today. The day of the podcast release. It does come out today. <laughs> it does. Yes. So if you want to get an opportunity to catch that as a basketball fan, if you don't remember what took place around November, give or take, I'm going to guess and say 18th, 2004. If I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> I'll have to look that up right November now. 18th November 18th or, or 14th. It's either November 14th or November, November 18th, 2004. You were so close. I was so close. One day off. <laughs> One day off. But something very wild transpired, and they're going to dive into it a little deeper. Netflix is about what transpired the day of the malice at the palace between the Indiana Pacers, the Detroit Pistons, and the Pistons fans that were in attendance. Yeah, that was a that still is one of the craziest sports moments of all time. Just the insanity and the people involved, not only like if you just had normal NBA players involved in that, but you had Ron Artest and you had the Wallaces and you had the the Pistons. It was just like the craziest characters in the NBA all involved in that. Reggie Miller. Yeah. Reggie's out there, obviously. Um. You have Ron Artest with his jersey torn. Torn. Steven, Steven Jackson's. He's going in the stands right along with his teammate. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, like, their perspective, you know, what, how many years later? What, almost 20 years later, 17 years later? So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be fun. I think that'll be – it'll be fun to see people talk about it, interviewed, and get their perspective because it's been a long time. And, you know, no one like luckily no one was like seriously injured or anything like that. So you can at least look back and and talk about it without offending people who like were damaged by it. So, yes, it'll be interesting to see what people say about Malice in the Palace. Stat of the week. We have a stat of the week this week, Zach. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, we do. And the reason why we have a stat of the week, Ben, is because I just wanted to give this guy some attention and show him some love because his pops with the hat on. I told you so. Now, he may not have been being a troll. (laughs) Now, he may not have been exactly right. But the idea of having three sons in the NBA, 
I'm talking Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball, and now LiAngelo Ball gets the opportunity to prove himself to make an NBA roster as well. And for stat of the week, Ben, it's going to be 16 and 16 because LiAngelo Ball scored 16 points in 16 minutes, five threes. And not only that, Ben, he had five threes. One of them was a four-point play at the end of the game. He put on a shooting clinic early on in that summer league game. I was happy for him. It's impressive. And a lot of people said he wasn't going to be able to do much. And, you know, you talk about the doubters and the haters. Leandro Ball had a lot. He definitely (laughs) had a lot. So it's interesting to see him do it. And, you know, I'm all in on the Ball family now, Zach, obviously, because Lonzo Ball is a Chicago Bull. So you you have to be (laughs) pro-Ball family at this point. You have to root for him as a family. You're all one. You're all together. So it's good to see them. uh, It's good to see him playing well because you saw the success that Lonzo has had. LaMelo, of course, was one of the best rookies in the league last year. And now you have LiAngelo. So we'll, we'll see what LiAngelo does. Melo rookie of the year. Now he gets to now Leangelo comes in summer league summer league camp gets to play with his brother, little brother potentially if he makes the roster. So I'm hoping you know somehow some way we can get two ball bros on the same team. Leangelo and Lamelo. Hey, Leangelo was the shooter. Lamelo was the playmaker, and then Lonzo used to be the guy that was high school. And so, and if you didn't know, Ben, their team in Chino Hills will go down as one of the greatest high school basketball teams ever assembled. I think all five of their guys are in the starting lineup went to the NBA or are now competing for an NBA spot too. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty crazy. impressive. That is very impressive. That's crazy to, to see that that has actually happened. But you know, good for Leangelo. Yes. Wish him success. Um, and we'll see if he can, because that's the whole thing, right? And that's how you make the NBA consistency. If you can consistently do that, he's going to be in the oh, NBA. Man. In this league where you, they love the three, live by it, die by it. If he can spark up that three-point shot at 38, 39, 40% clip, he'll definitely remain on a roster spot. Oh, yeah. So, buddy, this is going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. I am Zach Badgerhouse. That was my main man, Ben Wittenstein. Follow us on our social medias, respectively, of course, on Twitter and both Facebook. Make sure you follow Points Paint on Twitter and Facebook as well for all your NBA news around the association. You know you got to follow Shams because he's going to drop that Shams bomb. <clears throat> no words. No old. <laughs> and of course, Tape Don't Lie releases this month. So make sure you subscribe and listen to that with Michael Felder. He'll be covering everything football. So you do not want to miss that. Make you a couple dollars. You always got to listen and subscribe to Sharp Lessons with Ben Wittenstein and Nate Jacobson. They will give you the hottest and best bets to go all around the sports world. And you will hear from us 